You're listening to the Portrait System Podcast. It's been a great journey and I'm still um, it's just getting more and more real with myself and realizing it's okay to have, to be human, as you say, and to have imperfections and just to be working on them. Yeah, it's just it's a great journey. Welcome to the Portrait System Podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Klosser, and this show is here to help you succeed in the world of photography and business, to help you learn to become financially free doing what you love and so much more. With over 1 million downloads, countless photographers have taken what they've learned from both our episodes and from theportraitsystem.com, and they have grown their businesses, quit their day jobs, and are designing a life of their dreams. We keep it real and share stories about the ups and downs that come with running a photography business. You'll hear real-life stories of how other photographers run their business, and you'll learn actionable steps that you can take to reach your own goals. Thank you so much for being here, and let's get started. Hey guys, now is your chance to check out all of the incredible photography education we have available for you at theportraitsystem.com. For only $7, you will get access to over 1,000 videos, including pricing, posing, marketing, lighting, sales, inspiring photo shoots, self-value, and more. Yes, you'll get your first month for only $7 when you become a pro member, and you'll get access to the full download library with posing guides and workbooks and so much more. Also, this includes a pricing calculator, a studio startup timeline, our weekly live broadcasts, including Sue Bryce's live talks, access to our private members-only Facebook groups, special discounts on photography products, and so much more. Head over to theportraitsystem.com and enter the code PODCAST7 to get your first month for only $7. That's theportraitsystem.com and enter the code PODCAST7. This week, my guest on the Portrait System podcast is Alex Henderson. Alex is a photographer in New Zealand, and when he was a kid, being a photographer seemed like a shiny sort of like rock star career. And once he got to the point where he wasn't making money as a photographer, he knew he needed to change his mindset and strategies around it all. Once Alex started working through increasing his self-value, the quality of his clients changed and his business started growing. Something Alex said that really struck me is, I've experienced a lot of ugliness in my life and photography helps me to see beauty. And I am so happy he's on his path to success. Okay, I'm happy to introduce to you Alex Henderson. Hi, Alex. Welcome to The Portrait System. How are you? I'm good, thank you, Nikki. Six forty-two in the morning, but I'm really good. <laughs> Where are you at right now? Auckland. I'm in Auckland, New Zealand, and uh, nice. it's a beautiful summer day unfolding at the moment. So. Awesome. So opposite of where I am. We had like another two inches of snow this morning oh here in gosh. Michigan. Yeah. yeah, that's all right. It'll happen to you. Reverse. <laughs> in August, you'll be. <laughs> I'd love snow. I, I had snow in Tokyo, but we don't have oh, snow nice. up here. We have. Oh, no, you don't get any? No, not yet. Yeah. Maybe we'll have a freak snowstorm one day, but yeah. Yeah. Looking forward oh, to cool. it. Yeah. All right. So you are in New Zealand, and I want to back up to almost childhood because something that you had said, you know, pre show, pre recording hmm. is, you know, as a kid, you looked up to photographers and it being this like shiny, exciting career. Like, mm. Will you tell us a little bit about that? Oh, sure. I mean, I've got a little photo that sometimes goes on my Facebook profile. It's of me as a four-year-old holding a little camera, and I think my father took it, and I look very serious, like just like a journalist or something. <laughs> and, um, but I look a little bit scared, like I'm holding it up as a shield. But for me, that was like, for some reason, I picked that up, and it's always stuck with me as a sort of a tool of um, power and against the world or changing the world. And then I got um, stuck into the National Geographics that my father got and saw all those wonderful ads about amazing cameras. Mm-hmm. So it's always kept on. And I'm, one of my first cameras was an Olympus with um, it had ESP technology, ESP, which is uh, electrosensory patterning, which was basically focusing, I guess. I thought, oh, cool, it's got ESP. So just this the whole idea of being able to change my environment and my world and see things differently. And yeah. that, that really helped me all the way. It's helped me all the way through my life, that idea wow. of I can actually see things differently. That's really insightful as a child. And, and I mean, even as an adult to look at it that way, mm. you know, to just to be looking at your camera as more of a, a powerful tool right. as opposed to just like a means to making money or having a career. You know, that's pretty insightful to look at it like that. Mm. 
Yeah, thanks. I mean, for me, I know I've learned through reading that in a turbulent family situation, children try to control Mm. what's around them. They take responsibility. And I guess for me, I was trying to uh, find a way to control my my reality around me. So um, in, in an amazing, magical way. So I took great photos of my dog and all the rest of it and um, and just kept on going. And I thought this really is a pathway to seeing things differently. So, yeah. yeah. So is that, I mean, obviously you've had a camera in your hand your whole life, but is this, was this something that, from you know then until now that has been your career or it was it just a, a hobby or you know a way to escape good question yeah no I had that's part of the journey with coming across Sue Bryce and all the rest I mean I, it was part of my master plan to be a professional photographer and I when I heard about Shakti Gawain and creative visualizing and so on that was in my my dream book it's just in my on my mood board is just to be a professional photographer and it was sort of um, pie in the sky because I I chased the dream but I didn't know how to do it but I did actually follow that dream I started studying it at the polytechnic here and I ran out of money and <clears throat> that's a good indicator of what was going on is I didn't look after the money for food and so on but I tried to keep on studying in the end I went off overseas and um I assisted professionals over there and I had some great um, opportunities. I assisted a guy who was the assistant assistant for Helmut Newton when he was living in, who was, you know, of course, the great fashion photographer who was living mm-hmm. in Australia at the time. And I had some great opportunities and some industrial corporate photographers and they said, it's great having you around. But the thing is, I didn't really know that it took more than just having a great camera and taking great photos. I didn't know that you had to look after yourself and be organised and talk to yourself. And when I was assisting this guy, I was in a flat in Fitzroy in Melbourne living with a whole lot of um, young artists and they had uh, bong parties. I don't know if you call it a bong over there, but like um, the thing that you you put water in and you put a uh, marijuana and then just... Oh, yeah, bong, yeah. yeah. Bong, yeah. And, yeah, <laughs> bong, bong. It's probably my Yeah, accent. that's exactly what we call it in America yeah. as well. <laughs> you should be used by the Kiwi accent by now. But, um, yeah. Yeah. but uh, yeah, so I used telephone service as a wake-up call, didn't have an alarm clock, and half the time people would trip over the telephone line, which went upstairs to my room, and so I was late to these fashion shoots. Oh um, and that was just terrible. And I went back um, as part of a program to get sober. And um, I said to him, I'm really sorry. This is what was happening. And he said, you have caused me a lot of pain. And that always stuck oh, in my no. head. Oh. And then I said to him, oh, sorry, I'm so sorry. Um, have you got any work next week? <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and he said, um, not at the moment, but try other studios. He, you know, So he, he just saw me as a young sort of foolish person. But uh that was a good learning experience, and then I realized that there are opportunities, but it's easy to mess them up. Yeah, yeah. But I did help a couple of guys in a um, rig, and they loved having me. But the thing is, they used to feed me rum and cokes into the dark room when I was printing, and they always mm. wondered why my images were very blurry when I, <laughs> so, <laughs> things like that. So it's oh. just very, yeah, just self care and learning how to be organized. And when I came across Sue Bryce, I'd already done a big um, photo exhibition called Wahine which was, uh, of course, means woman. And I did it for the Metropolis Cafe in Hamilton and these big, big white walls. And the thing is, I was this artist staying up all night printing on a, an old police enlarger. And the thing was, uh, I was doing this thinking this was my pathway to success. And I was in this toxic like relationship with someone who was two-timing me. And in the end, some thieves broke and stole all the films. But I did have this exhibition, which was televised on national TV, um, wow. And I took that to Tokyo, and that's been with me ever since. That I call it the Wahine Collection, and I haven't added to it recently. But that was sort of one thing that I'm. It's kind of like this: um, the thing about the, the starving artist. So that was uh, that was me. <laughs> yeah. Well, it it makes me wonder if there is, you know, this idea that sometimes, whether it's your, you know, photographer, musician, you know, whatever it is. Yeah there's this idea that it's more of like a rock star lifestyle. It's like mm-hmm. a, you know, like a superstar, like look at me with my, my camera and I'm shooting fashion. And, but like you said, if you aren't 
going through the whole self-value part of it and the learning how to run a business part of it, mm. how do you sustain that? Totally. I mean, it's amazing that I'm still around. And um, I saw I saw this course in California called Photography, what, Healing Through Photography. I thought, oh, what a cool course. And mm-hmm. um, But I never actually thought, but then I did actually, oh, I did, in Melbourne when I was studying, I read this book called On the Transmission of Photography, and it was talking about spiritual things to do with photography. And, yeah, but it's just little bits, but nothing was really making a lot of sense in terms of, looking after myself until I came across the creative live workshops. And, but then again, I saw that as like another um, curriculum to get through and to run with, but I didn't actually, wasn't looking at myself. Yeah. Yeah, That's a really key, key point there, Alex. Mm -hmm. I think, I think there are people out there who truly, I mean, I've been there. Like I just have to keep learning and keep learning and that's what will make Yes. You yeah. know, people come to me and I'll, I'll just get better and better. You know, I, and I have friends like that who specifically, well, I should say, I guess I didn't go through that a whole lot because I hate being a student. I'm not a good, <laughs> I'm not a good student, but there are mm. people out there who, who truly it's like, okay, it's just going to be one more course or, mm. you know, mm-hmm. what this, this other instructor is, is really what's going to teach me. And if I just get this new camera or right. do this when, when it's just kind of running away from mm. really what is it? the economy needs to get better or, you know, all of the excuses when really it's like taking a look within and like, okay, what do I need to change and what do I need to do differently? Exactly. It's a hard I thing mean, to look at sometimes. Yeah, totally. I mean, maybe in a way when I was look, bought that camera with ESP, I was secretly hoping there would be some kind of inner genie inside the camera, <laughs> like a God mm-hmm. within the machine that would like, direct me. And maybe it has, but because uh, it's brought me to this point now. And I'm just very grateful in a way that all that hardship I went through and that I was in a burnt out studio. It was literally a textile factory that was burnt out on Dominion Road and watching Creative Live Super Ice up big like a movie theatre projected onto the wall. Amazing place. It was like a New York loft. I had a New Yorker tell me that, but I wasn't looking after myself. I was trying to in the way I could, but I, food and everything else became secondary to, to, to learning from Creative Live, you know. Wow. And that was just pummeling myself with education because I had my father who was um, like George Patton. Like he was like, you know, don't worry about your feelings, just soldier on because he was a polio mm-hmm. victim mm-hmm. and uh, Scottish um, background and very strong background of just you know, just soldier on and my long line of teachers. And, yeah, so, I mean, all that pain has caused me to actually look at myself and think, now, what's going on really? And it was only just recently that I had this diagnosis, it was about last year, was it, that I had of ADHD, which is, it can be a label, but it's actually, it made me realize, oh, maybe there's something I need to look at. And mm-hmm. perhaps that explains why I've had trouble focusing and um Yeah, that can definitely, that can definitely <laughs> explain it. Hello. I know how that, and yet I've been like a lot feels. of, yeah, dysfunctional and automatic. Mm-hmm. And being a guy, mm-hmm. don't worry about your feelings and, and they're very heartbreaking because you're supposed to be like this economic unit, but with this programming that's all haywire, um, this yeah. upbringing. And also I learned there was this um, what CPTSD um, diagnosis too. So, um, wow. And I've had to look at my reactivity, reactivism or whatever you want to call it. And that's helped me to get on a lot, a lot better with people in the accountability group that I go along, along to with Angie. And, uh, and Kevin was helping yeah. me with that then. And it just made me realize... Well, and I've had to learn something, this amazing foreign concept called self-compassion and self-love. Yeah, um, yeah. That's not what my father taught me and not um, – the dogs The dogs t- taught me that. I look after two dogs and – oh, no, I'm going to start crying. crying. But, um, yeah, so that, that, they've, they've helped me to be um, more real, real with myself. And, um, mm-hmm. yeah, and people have actually told me, like people who have cared, they said, Alex – what are you doing? You just listen to yourself, get some help. And uh, that's really helped me. And it's, and it's, then I came across someone called Brene Brown because I did mm-hmm. see company and this whole thing of vulnerabilities being amazing. And there she was being echoed in Sue's, what Sue's t- saying. Mm-hmm. And that vulnerability is a power. And lo and behold, that can connect me to, to people who want their photos taken. And yeah. incredible. So I did this amazing shoot recently where, the woman just loved the whole thing and 
we did a long shoot and we did all these different looks. And she said, she gave this raving testimonial. There's a little bit on the um, Facebook page for the group at the moment, but it's just amazing. Her dog is dying on the way out. So that's been a bit of a hiccup, but she loved it. And that's affirmation that, yes, I can provide great photos for people Mm -hmm. with great service, great connection, and give them what what they want. And I win as well, you know? It's interesting how when you started doing the work, that's when you started finding the clients who are and be able to give this really great experience after you are the one learning to value yourself. It truly does. There's a connection there, but I want to go back a little bit. You had mentioned a couple things. One, you said Angie with the accountability group. Yeah. I just want people to know, like as a member of the portrait system, we have this weekly accountability zoom call where people can, you know, talk about what's going on and get support and ask questions and there are guest speakers. And it's, it's really cool. It's a really, really cool community. Angie Witten, if you don't know her, she is uh, just the most amazing human being and she hosts it. So I just wanted to share that in case people were like, what is he talking mm. about? She's amazing. Yeah. She's an yeah. incredible person like, uh, f- and very real and very open about herself too. Yeah. So that is, uh, it's such a good bonus to have as, you know, being a member of the portrait system to have that accountability group. Mm. And and people have opened up within that. And I thought, whoa, I can actually relate to these people. I don't feel like such an imposter. Um, mm. And that's really, really helped me sure. to just get on with things, you know? Yeah. yeah. And another thing you said about, you know, your dad, how it's like boys don't cry sort of thing. Soldier on, don't, you know, don't have feelings. You're not alone in that. I think a lot of people, particularly boys, men, were raised in that way. And so when it's like, well, hang on, what I am supposed to feel and I'm supposed to do what, self-reflection? Like, what is that even? And and so I think a lot of people grow up in life and never change, you know, never address it and never truly fix what needs to be fixed. Not that you're broken, not that I was broken, not that anybody's broken, but to really truly have that self-reflection. Like what what was the pivotal moment? Do you remember what it was that essentially had you just shift? things Mm. well okay yeah I didn't mention this but when I was okay I did the university thing I thought getting a degree I got an honors degree that would do it nope it didn't uh Hmm. I got married way way too young at 20 and uh it was through a, a woman from another culture and uh I thought throwing myself into that but hello, there was this ugly thing called communication that popped up his head, and uh, oh, you had to communicate. Mm-hmm. What you know? And mm-hmm. um, she got jealous about my cobalt blue motorcycle and the fact I love photography. She used to go past my motorcycle and kick the uh, front wheel and say "bitch," you know, because I put more time into the motorcycle than to her. Mm. So that didn't do it. So that then she left me, and then I couldn't handle that because it, it was a lack of control, mm. and so I. I um, Gosh, that was a tough time in my life. I actually started doing things like um, rebirthing and um, pro-golf intensive journals, which is you write for three hours nonstop. And I was doing anything I could do to fix myself. So I was looking at fixing myself, but I never equated it to being necessary for photography. So I was doing these things. What that The fact that I was not able to see her, that she left me, and I couldn't handle that because I was a failure already in my own eyes at the age of 20 or 21, although we were together for three years. But it's just like the whole thing was just a real eye-opener. But it was, I got got on with just trying to, what's the word, fix things. Do Even like now I do a lot of DIY stuff instead of looking at how am I feeling, what am I doing. But I do bring myself up sharply and think, okay, I need to look at myself. But it's been like a series of things like that, of being left, being told you can't see this person again, that have actually brought me up sharply and even like opportunities that have not worked out, people getting annoyed with me or whatever. And that's that's why I'm so glad about the ADHD because now I realize that, hey, it's okay, people don't understand if I'm not communicating clearly. They think I'm – that's the problem. Someone said to me, I look so successful and normal and I sound so great, and that's great, but underneath I need to realize there's stuff that still needs to be – you know, worked out on, on a daily basis. And, um, yes, yeah, so it's sort of, but yeah, it's just like moment after moment, I just keep 
trying to fix myself, but actually it's just a long process. It's one thing I wanted mm-hmm. to say is it's a day by day thing. It's not an overnight. You can't just quickly. It is. Yeah. 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 You can't just do things like that. It definitely is. But I think once you have that, that kind of revelation mm. of, of what it is you need to work on, which is us ourselves, it makes it speed along a little bit quicker. I feel like we're open to hearing more things like, yeah, it's, you know, the, 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 old saying that you can hear things 10 times, but until mm-hmm. you're ready to hear it, yes. it's, you know, yeah. when you think about your business back then, you know, before you kind of started doing the self-value work, what was the business like? Were you bringing in any income or were you, you know, just shooting for fun or? Yeah, I, I was charging something. Yes, but not exactly shoot and burn. Cause I, I did belong to the AI PA at one stage, and I was learning. But through assisting, these photographers would tell me, "Don't, don't undercharge, you know, and don't." But I didn't really have a, a clue about what to charge and valuing myself. And I'd get offended when they didn't w- want to pay the prices I asked. And so I wasn't able to connect. I am worth this, and you need to pay this amount because that's what I'm offering. I wasn't able to. The whole picture wasn't there. Mm-hmm. So I was just sort of like this uh, fearful. So really, it wasn't really working as a business model. Um, yeah, I didn't really have a clue, to be honest. Yeah. yeah, that's the hard part, I think, about having ADHD. And if, you know, people who are listening, either if you have a diagnosis or if you're curious if you might have ADHD, it's, I, I know for me, my experience personally is until I had a specific business model that I was like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And sure, I'll tweak it and make it my own and do you know changes that make sense for me. Mm. But it was very difficult for me to have any sort of you know organization around what I was doing until I stuck with one thing and said, this is what I'm doing and I'm going to you know take this mm-hmm. and make it my own. And these are the steps that I have to follow. Okay, I can do that. I can follow steps. But like before that, I felt like it was a tornado, everything just swirling around me. And I couldn't quite grasp to bring everything in to make it into something that was going to work. Right. I mean, I did have this model of charging. I think I, yeah, I knew about Super Ice Team, but I charged my accountant to, to do headshots. And I was following what was following my formula, but the communication with his wife wasn't there. And she, so, Basically, when you do a consultation or a viewing, if there's someone else that's going to be an, a significant significant person, they need to be in on what's going on as well. And so, right, like if they're uh, handling the finances or yes, whatever. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. she was running that business, and she, although her husband agreed to everything, uh, she was the one that should have been I've been should have been talking to. So it's just learning about who to communicate with and how, and being clear and being on the same page. Yeah, and it's very upsetting when you, you sort of like you really have this opportunity. And then, and actually, I want to say I've been doing headshots for this company, a chemical company, through a friend for nine years, and increasing the amount I was charged each year. But recently, thanks to the um, colleagues in this portrait system, I actually stopped doing that because I was undercharging, even though I was getting what I thought was like three thousand dollars was a good amount. I was away for three days, I was oh, away yeah. from my dogs, you know, and it's that time that opportunity cost. So. I didn't value myself enough to say, wait a minute, I need to be paid for the time that I'm not available for other people. So, yeah. And not, not available right. for myself and my dogs, you know? So, yeah. Just, I, I'm curious about this particular job. Okay. So, three days and you were earning 3000 but that was, I mean, that doesn't include all your costs and everything associated oh, that with would it. Be, it sounds yeah, like a lot actually, of that work. That was, was including airfare. I'd fly to one city, Christchurch, I'd do the shots there then go to Napier, another city, and then I'd okay. um, come back. And it was about, at that stage, about 3,000, uh, 3,500. And I thought, oh, wow, I'm really a professional now. But the thing is, I charged recently 9,000 or something like that, and they just freaked. And what had happened is secretly they, I went, no, I won't say too much more, but basically I hadn't been valuing myself enough and other photographers were putting in their quotes and they were taking me because I was, the most affordable at that time. And I thought I was the key photographer for them. They were telling me, you're the one for them. You're the one for us. You're our photographer. But because I've been putting in a low quote each time, it, yeah. So if I was a member of AIPA, which is the 
well, well NZIPP, um, they would have, you know, freaked and said, what's going on? Um, right. You know, so that, that's so, it. Yeah, valuing myself and real, having the open eyes to see what's going on and realize I am worth this and my time's worth this, you know? So now that you have kind of come full circle around valuing and understanding what you need to charge, hmm. people are saying, so this $9,000 job, you said they freaked. Does that mean they... It, they took the job. They, no, they gave they you the job. They said, they... A, um, "That's almost the most expensive quote we've had." And that, oh, okay. at that point, I knew, "Oh, hang on." So they're getting other quotes. From my, of course, they are. You know, they, but I mm -hmm. thought I was the one, and I, I could charge what I needed to. Uh, right. I think it was nine thousand. I'd have to check, but it was valuing myself anyway. Within running it past people, wonderful people like Bridget, and giving her uh, hands up. It's just basically people in my accountability group and working through a quote and just sticking to mm -hmm. my guns, and I felt really good about that decision. It's the first time I've turned down a, a job like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not turned it down, but given a quote that um, right. I was happy with, and then they turned So originally it. you were it was 3000 You bumped it to 9000 They were like, oh, no way. Yeah, yeah, something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, I had to do that recently with a, with a gig that I've been doing every year. And, you know, even I've been doing this, Alex, for 10 years, and I, and I have, you know, started the self-value work a long time ago. And yeah. I even still have those moments sometimes when I'm like running my numbers again and I'm like, hang on, if I'm spending this much time, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it was like my third year. I was like, I have got to like double what I'm charging. Yes. And I did. And they were like, okay. And I was like, oh, but then I noticed, I noticed they would make comments like, oh, okay. But uh, how, okay. For example, they wanted a couple more prints and I was like, okay, well, you know, who do I charge? Who do I charge, you know, bill that to? And she was like, oh, uh, okay, well, I guess you could do it for me, but we just have to make sure we're in budget. Uh -huh. Whereas before I would just be like, okay, no problem. Here's a couple extra prints and just not even charge them for sure. it because it was such a big job. Mm. Anyways. And now they're, I think I'm probably at the very top of their budget now because the comments <laughs> that they're making. Was that recently, Nikki, that you, you were doing that? Do you still oh yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, that was like a couple months ago. Mm. But anyway, I mean, there there are times when we even even when you do the work for a long time, it's important to still check yourself. I guess sure. yeah. setting myself out. I mean, yeah, that's the thing. Is one time someone commissioned me to do photos of her etchings of she was a beautiful artist doing pencil drawings of churches, and I needed the money. I was needy, so I just charged her, and she said, "No, no, no charge my accountant or charge." And so she was trying to do things the proper way, but I was actually trying to just grab money quickly there and then. So it's just a position of being set up for it and knowing that's what I needed to, to do, I guess. Yeah. 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 Have you been able to, now that, you know, you're really being realistic about what you need to charge and that sort of thing, are you able to book more clients at this point? I feel very optimistic. I've done two, I've just recently moved into this amazing place, which I've tested as a studio. And um, it's a kind of an interesting situation. It's in like an area that's lower, what do you call it? Lower demographic. Economic but it's status. Or decile, whatever. Yeah, um, that's right. But it's um, really cool because on the outside, it looks like a drab sort of a house. But on the inside, it's actually a really nice place. And I've done two shoots here already just this month. And I made a sale with one guy that I've had three sales with in the past. He bought three folios in the past. And you know what it is? It's connection. And I even called it um, in the photos. You'll see them on my Facebook cover photo. Probably by the time this is out, it may not be up there anymore, but Tippinay. But he's a motivational interviewer, a professional. He's part Maori, part German, and his eyes just shine. And so I called the layout Essential Eye, the Essential Eye, um, because I could actually see the essential power in himself and in me and in the connection. And that's incredible. And the fact that he's made four purchases from me and he just paid $650 for an extra print just like that, like for an extra image with the print with my new pricing. Okay. And it's, yeah. 650 Is that $650? $650. Yeah. yeah okay. I just wanted to make sure people didn't think it was $6. Not, not $6.50. Kmart. <laughs> yeah, Kmart doesn't need okay. printing here anyway. Yeah. So six, and it's going to go up to 700 and I'll just keep on going like that. And the fact that I'm not getting, yeah, I'm getting more bookings in the sense that the quality bookings, people are actually noticing me more because of the layout I've put of him up there. All his clients and colleagues in the professional motivational interviewing network, which is like counseling for corporations, 
they're starting to notice and I'm thinking mm. this is what it is. It's me being real about what I need to be charging and entering into that world. And that's I'm pretty sure I'm going to get some bookings from that. This just uh, that new way of um, being. And this woman whose dog, poor dog is on the way out, um, I've just, with the advice of Kat and a few other people, uh, through putting things in the Facebook group, um, I've actually said something like, be with your pet in his final days. Come back. I'll be here with the images. She wanted me to send the images through to her so she could look in her own time while she was grieving her, her dog. But um, I just said the phrase that people uh, suggested is just be with your pet. I'm here when you're ready. And mm-hmm. that's uh, not chasing after the money. It's like giving her space and giving myself the right to not just send off images for mm-hmm. in the hope that she'll order something, you know? Right. And, and for people out there wondering, like, wait, what is he talking Okay, so something that we talk about a lot in the portrait system is not just shipping off a gallery and hoping they buy. Because you you when you're not doing this sort of quote-unquote in-person sales, even if you're doing it via Zoom or, you know, online, having that personal interaction with someone when you're doing the, the sale, you don't have to be salesy when you're doing it. It's, you know, it's super easy once you start doing it. But that, one, keeps the connection with the client. Two, it will increase your sales. I mean, when I started doing this, my sales went way up. And and so many people I've interviewed have, have agreed the same to the same thing. And the problem is, is when we get caught in a weak moment, so like, you know, this woman whose dog is sick, sometimes we think, oh, I can just go ahead and do that. And, you know, but then it's like, no, we can't because it becomes a slippery slope. You know, it's like, Yes, I do make exceptions for certain clients about certain things. Like sometimes I give bonus images or, you know, extra outfits or that sort of thing. But my photo viewings are my photo viewings and we do them together online. And when you're ready, I'll be here. And yeah, and that's one of the great things about our group too, is when you are in a situation where you want to kind of break your policy or bend the rules a little bit, we can help, you know, give that verbiage for how to handle it. Exactly. I mean, I was on the point of offering her an extra sitting with her dog in his final days, Mm -hmm. no extra charge. And Mm -hmm. luckily, I was able to bounce it off someone and thought about it. I thought that could get quite murky because Mm -hmm. I'm not a, I'm not a, although I take great photos of my dogs, um, I'm not a pet photographer and I'm not set up for it. And it would not be a business. uh, move to do that. In fact, mm-hmm. it could be counterproductive to the the main thing, which is doing selling these great images of her as an empowered, you know, beautiful fifty plus woman. Yeah, yeah. Well, and the other thing too that you mentioned was this this guy that you know has come back to you four different times. Mm. Sometimes finding that evangelist like that is key, yes. and we don't always know who it's going to be. I think sometimes we think it's the person who has the most followers on Facebook or, you know, whatever, but Mm. sometimes it's not, you know, but sometimes it sounds like with, with this guy, if he is someone who's influential in the area or just in, in general with, you know, clients who are willing to spend money, then yeah. I mean, Mm. Mm. I will say this. I mean, I I did a great sale. I had a good year Hmm. a few years ago. I was in a, like I used a garage, which I painted white, had cobblestone walls and it was fantastic. In fact, when I moved in there, the lino, do you call it lino? Linoleum was being ripped up mm-hmm. and there was amazing orange and black mold all the way underneath it. And I photographed it before I moved in and the landlord said, what are you doing doing that? But I actually used that as layers for texture layers for Photoshop. Oh, cool. <laughs> Incredible. I didn't even know the the problem with black mold at that stage. And then I got to know it intimately with getting sick in the last two places I lived in. But I got some good sales that year. I got three folio sales and one was a 62-year-old woman who really loved what I was doing, had a great time. And I also photographed a 50-plus woman who was also an evangelist. The problem is I didn't know that it was okay for them to shower me with gifts because they were so grateful about being recognized. And I thought that going back... It triggered my stuff from my past is don't trust people who are trying to shower you with gifts and so on. Mm. And then I heard Sue talking about 
that demographic will shower you with gifts because they're so grateful about being recognized. But I was very suspicious and they were wanting to almost like <laughs> date with date. This sounds terrible, but sounds they wanted to date me. They had such a great time. And one, one woman actually was able to leave her husband um, after successfully after getting these great images in a folio. And she felt wow. like, so maybe I could be like a, a separation photographer or something. But um, yeah. if uh, you want to leave your partner that you've been trying to leave for a long time, come yeah. to me. <laughs> yeah. She gave me no, great points. Yeah. yeah. It's, it, it really is remarkable how when th- the work that we're doing can kind of energetically spill over to our clients sometimes. And this can be tricky. Like we're not trying to do therapy, you know, nothing like that. No. But there is something really powerful about a woman or a man, you know, anyone being mm-hmm. seen and feeling special yeah. and looking at images and thinking like, wow, that is me. And in like your self-esteem can just kind of like be inflated there for a little while because it's, mm. it's just she really powerful. She, if you look at her name's Heike, H-E-I-K-E. She's on my website. I saw her on your website. She has yeah. silver hair. Yeah. And she does a tech talk. She took me to her cafe and gave me, she prepared a whole two pages of comments helping me with my business. She said, now, Alex, don't put your camera on the floor because it looks unprofessional. Um, and they'll come back to that later because I've got a favorite thing I use for that. But uh, not a spider holster, by the way. But okay. um, <laughs> nah, you have too many spider holsters being promoted. But um, uh, she, she said, you know, your work is better than therapy. She said in that video she did that on my webpage, she said it's non-invasive. And um, she kept on spouting these amazing things. I had to write them down. And in the end, I sort of like, the shoot was over and then the the reality of I still had this inner trauma stuff coming through and she actually said to me, Alex, you need to do a shoot like you've done with me. You need to go and have mm-hmm. a shoot done. So she could see the benefits, even though she could see right through that there was a person underneath that was the artist was hurting, she could see the benefits of what I was providing and it wasn't just about me as a person. It was my the whole way I ran things thanks to the Sue Bryce, you know, TPS type yeah. thing, putting in a bit of a plug for you, but it's true. And it's really the whole journey has been about you can do this even though you've got this trauma, even though you've got stuff on the side or whatever, imposter syndrome, you can do it. But the message I got was close that gap between the image of a successful photographer and the reality of a person who's getting to learn about themselves and work with themselves day by day, you know, and that's, yeah, yeah. Um, but I still flip back. I mean, you know me, I mean, I, I'm terrible. I Facebook people, Facebook friend people, and then I unfriend them because I get into strange little sulks, not about that person, about people. I'm not good enough for people, et cetera, et cetera. But that's okay. I can sort of laugh about it, but it's kind of like, that's something I want to overcome is that when I'm in a funk, I don't need to be acting out on it or, you know, and so it's, it's still learning, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it is a process. It really is. Mm, mm, mm. And but I don't want people to think that you can't make a lot of progress in this area rather quickly because you can. But I just it's it also is something that you always have to kind of be prepared about that it might rear its ugly head, but now it's like okay, I've got the tools. I've got the tools to to handle this better now. You know, we're human beings. We're going to go up and down and have a fucking horrible day sometimes. Mm. But, but knowing, you know, what to do and having that confidence underneath, even if you're not feeling confidence today or when you do that Facebook friend, Alex, and then you don't, you know, whatever, like that confidence is under there. It's just bringing it back to the surface and you know how to do that and you can work through it and then you move on. You know, it's very, um, Yeah. It's just learning it all first. Yeah. I don't like the analogy, but there's that the thing about the two dogs. Who, which dog do you feed? And my answer is you feed both dogs and then that horrible dog will become a better dog. But um, yeah. you know, that analogy of like um, if you feed the good dog, the one that's healthy and connective, and it'll get stronger and stronger. So, yeah, and that's, that's my ambition is just to keep on building. And it's to do with the body too. I've learned that. I jump around to the happy song every morning. I'm even thinking of doing it with clients is that Pharrell Williams song and, and just get the energy moving and then do affirmations and then do more learning like Sue Bryce or Deepak Chopra or whatever you want. Just learning spiritual things, being connected 
and trying to avoid the news and trying to avoid too much whatever yes. coffee. You know? I'm with you on avoiding the news. But also, I must say, I mean, a big reason why I loved photography is my mother was this beautiful stage actress in London, um, even appeared with Rex Harrison on stage, and whoever knows that is, who that is. But um, very gorgeous, and she was hauled around a lot of photo studios. But I photographed her at the age of 85 um, after knowing about Sue Bryce and learning that. And she was in a hospital room after breaking her thigh bone. And she was in this olive green dressing gown with these olive green walls in the hospital. It was a new hospital. She was so grateful to see me because she was in this like institution. I drove down to see her and I took her, she allowed me to take her photo, uh, even though she didn't like having her photo taken because she, you know, being a beautiful actress in the past and then seeing the aging process, but she loved them. And that led to me Mm -hmm. doing a proper shoot in her garage. And she loved those photos. And People on Creative Life, or oh, the Sue Bryce, it was called In Bed with Sue then. They said, oh, she's so gorgeous for an 85-year-old, and she was actually 80. And um, she just loved it. But the thing is, with her, I've had to realize there are boundaries. I've had to set boundaries. Great photos of her. She loved them, but but limited uh, ability to communicate, and I've stopped. I've had to have boundaries about what can happen and what can't. And so I've had to realize that I can communicate on a certain level, but I'm never going to be able to change her and my relationship with her just through taking great photos. Yeah, so that's a good point to realize is that people are people and we can work with some things and we need to set boundaries with other things, you know? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and kind of going back to just the connecting with clients and having confidence, peace and all of that, so much of that, and I know you said about plugging you know, the portrait system, but seriously, like Sue is such a queen. She's a queen of teaching all of that. I mean, we've Mm -hmm. got the confidence workshop within the portrait system. There is the self-value workshop. Like there's just so much amazing stuff in there that addresses everything you're talking about. And, and uh, until people are ready to hear it, they're not going to, you know, that's okay. You know, if you're out there thinking like, I don't need it, it, you know, the reason my business is not successful is because of other things or whatever. That's okay. Maybe, you know, one day if, if you're ready, like that stuff is there and it is life-changing. I mean, you're like the 120th person I've interviewed who have said said all of this Mm -hmm. stuff. I mean, obviously different story, different, you know, you live in a completely different, on different side of the world. You know, we're different ages, we're different genders, we're different ethnicities or whatever but it's so much of it comes back to that to just valuing and self-reflection and connecting with people yeah even if you're an introvert still connecting with people yeah i mean even the um the recent awards i've putting i'm putting in a self-portrait entry and it's a triptych so it's three different personas of myself and which on any one day which which one am i going to be and it's just realizing I can be whatever I want to be as long as I'm focused on on what I do want, you know, and what I what I really want to be instead of it's like mm-hmm. an intentional thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So it's really it's been a great journey and I'm still um it's just getting more and more real with myself and realizing it's okay to have to be human, as you say, and to have imperfections and just to be working on them. Yeah, it's just yeah. a great journey. Um, been, and there's been experiences where I've had to realize, well, I do have something to offer, but I also need to look at self-care and self-value and that otherwise I'll keep on tripping myself up. So um, that's a very – in fact, who was it? There's a woman who wrote a book on commercial photography. Is she – Selena Maitreya, and she's in New York, or she was in New York, but she was a consultant to – photographers and uh i think in her book i read it when i was at university it said like self-care is so important otherwise you'll be up all night and um and she's got a practical spirituality uh page and she helps people now with spiritual matters and especially for artists and business people but in a bit of a plug for her but uh yeah she really helped me to realize whoa it's not about being successful in the financial sense that you're not going to have that or keep it unless you're able to sleep, eat, and exercise properly and relate to people. So um, it's a long journey. It's a transformational process. And I might be a bit behind other people, but then again, we can't do that, can we? We can't compare and... No, no. We're all on our own journey, that's for sure. 
Alex, obviously I'm not running a business in New Zealand, so I can't Mm. speak to this, but for you, Mm. what do you say to the people who maybe say like, oh, I just can't, I can't charge industry standards or I can't raise my prices in New Zealand because no one will pay them. You know, what do you, what's your response to that? There is a lot of money in New Zealand and a lot of people are making great incomes and selling whatever, real estate, exporting. We produce a lot of um, IT and a lot of, um, we, apparently we, we export um, very successful teachers of photography programs, you know, and uh, talking about Sue Bryce. And uh, so just there's a lot of money here, there's a lot of confidence, and I think that there are people out there that would love to have great images of themselves for themselves, their family, their wife, or their you know their husband, and just um, or even their pet. And it's just it's just being being on that wavelength that there are people there that we can connect with, and not being caught in the lower. Not I heard of this analogy is if we're in the the shallow waters, we'll catch small. What do you call it? You call them minnows, right? We call them white bait. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, minnows. Yeah. We need to go out into the deep water to catch the big, big fish. Mm-hmm. And then you can struggle back with it to the beach and that's when you can sort out your catch. But you need to be out there and just throw yourself in and get those big fish. Otherwise, you'll be forever getting white bait and not able to. And this is, I'm talking to myself here too, is um, mm-hmm. being, my campaign this year is called Bold. So it's being, it used to be like uh, Confident, Strong and Gorgeous, which is a nice little catchy title that a client, the woman 62-year-old client, she gave that to me. That's confident, strong, and gorgeous. But I've changed it. This year, it's 2024. It's bold. Get out there. Be bold. Connect with people that are bold or want to be emboldened, um, empowered, and just go with it and just get out there and, and make great money and um, get great value from from the images that you're you know going to be getting from me or whoever, you know. Yeah. So it's really good. It's a bold, simple word. And I like the idea that um, bold rhymes with gold. So gold is one of my colours this year. And bold and gold and just really, and who knows, you you can't say old. (laughs) I mean, it's just, the age is not, it's to do with how empowered are you going to let yourself be and how how much do I want to stay? I'm 60 now and I'm tired of being, always spinning around in the lower the lower circles of like, oh, I can't do this, or I'm not. And so I used to listen to yeah, you get it. It's enough, you know, like enough yeah. of it. Like, yeah, come it. on now. Like, ugh, yeah, you do. You get sick of it. Not not, not, not fighting that part of myself, but realizing um, there's a choice. This morning I could have stayed in bed. Oh, I had to go to get up. But I, I thought, no, I jumped up. I had the technique. I jumped around to the happy song and then um, had, had my water and food, and then I'm ready, and bang, I'm into it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like you said, you said you're 60? Uh, yeah, apparently. It's all wrong. I should be about 25. <laughs> I, think, <but> yeah. <laughs> I know. I feel I feel a good 10 years younger than I am. I'll be 47 this year. Yeah. And, you know, it's like we all can hit this at different different times. But, yeah. you know, I remember in my mid-30s when I started my business, Yeah. I was like, I am done with not having enough. I am sick of being depressed at my job. Mm-hmm. I am mm-hmm. over it. Like I want more. I want more happiness. I want more wealth. Yep. I want a, a, a life of of doing what I can do or doing what I want to do whenever I want to do it. Yep. I want to travel. Like I am not going to have any of these things at the rate that I'm going. And mm-hmm. I am going to fucking make a change. You know, I yeah. I just feel like we if you can hit it at whatever age you want. Do I wish I would have hit that younger? Sure, yeah. But then would I be where I am? Like, I, like I don't, I don't have a whole lot of regrets because I don't know that things would have turned out the same if right. I had started this journey sooner. I don't know. Right. Yeah. There's that phrase that we are where we're supposed to be. Things are perfect. Yeah. And yeah. I love that because it means that even it's like they, they always talked about this artist called Grandma Moses at seventy, and you've got examples. In the portrait system, uh, people have started at 60 with the photography business. And um, my advantage is that I've had all this fun times with fashion photographers and and I can draw on that. And I see a bit of Helmut Newton coming through my work uh, because I assisted this, because he must have liked me for a while, this German photographer, because um, (laughs) he used me a lot. He used me as an assistant a lot. Um, And so it's like ignoring the 
mishaps or mistakes or so-called mistakes, getting the good out of things and just running with that and keep on going, you know? So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. And I'm all pepped up. I had like a nice coffee this morning, but that's, <laughs> uh, that's also a danger. Um, no, really, really, I'm positive because I've decided I'm going to be positive. And people have seen me in the groups, the opposite. And But the beauty is that this program has been all-encompassing and realised we're humans. We go into funks. We do get depressed. Um, we do get lose the focus and we do slip up and we do hate ourselves and our work and blah, 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 blah. And Sue talks about it. That's why she's such a great speaker is she's uh, rivetingly honest about herself. And I've seen her etchings of like horror etchings of people screaming or something. It's incredible. And, uh, mm-hmm. and yet she does the most gorgeous, beautiful photos that I've seen. Um, yeah. And fairly humble about it too. So yeah, yeah, really, really. Yeah. Oh, the other thing I meant to say is like seeing the beauty in the ugliness. One of the, um, in those days, the in bed with Sue photographers came over from Australia and her husband who was quite a like, sharp dude. He said to me, why, why do you want to do beauty photography? Why, why are you doing glamour and beauty? And I said, I thought about it and I just kind of gave him some false answer. And he said, no, no. Why do you want to do beauty photography? And I said, well, there's been a lot of ugliness in my life. There's been a lot of mm. hardship and dullness and boredom, and I want to have, see beauty in my life. And he said, that's a great answer. You need to tell yeah. clients that. And uh, so It is a very great answer. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Just the mold, using the mold as a, a Photoshop. I don't recommend living with mold. <laughs> I've tried it. But, <laughs> but when you see it, put on a gas mask and photograph it, and um, it makes great texture layers. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you for sharing all of this. It's um, you're you're a wise guy. I don't know if you give yourself enough credit. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah. But yeah, this has been re- really great. Available women never say that to me, but yeah. Anyway, one day. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think a lot of people are going to hear this and mm. and connect to you and will be able to relate to you. And I know that that's important to you to be able to you thank know, you. Yeah. help other people. And so it's I in my bucket list or pre bucket list to be doing a shoot um, shoots on the streets of New York and in a studio there and uh, to be attending one of those one WPPIs and um, uh, meeting the people in face to face. I've met Megan DePiro, who's now got her own thing. She flew over here, but and I almost mm-hmm. met you, Nikki, didn't I? But you were the South Island. You went. To- I know. Yeah, I know. Okay. I was bummed out. And that's uh, that's why I got into the funk. Yeah, the, I'm sorry about that. I just, uh, yeah. <laughs> I just. Uh, <laughs> I know. I didn't. I didn't have enough time in in New yeah. Zealand. That's for sure. But so really, I'll be back in the summer one day. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you. I do have a couple more questions sure. that I always ask. At you always the end say of two. I know these four, time. right? <laughs> Yes, well, four, but then there's technically five because I always say, and where can people find you online? Um, But yeah, number one, which I know you already have an answer for, is what is something you can't live without when you're doing a photo shoot? Yeah, okay, so it was my Apple box, which I built out of pallets. It's very handy. I can stand on it. I can get people to sit on it. And the more grungy it gets, I've got black ones and white ones, the more grungy the black ones get, the more beautiful they look, you know? They look beaten around mm-hmm. and professional. Um, but now it's actually a, um, a dolly platform that I've built for the light uh, oh. and the boom. And I've secured it so that the weight of the dolly, it's like a platform on wheels, keeps the boom from falling over. So that'll answer someone who put a post awesome. in the group uh, recently about how do you I. You made it yourself, you said? I made it myself. I've been such a DIY oh, freak. Um, and again, out of pallet wood, the right kind, not the chemical, chemically treated stuff. But uh, and it's um, easy enough. It's somewhere to put my camera, so I put my camera on the platform, which I can then move around my my studio. So it's a, it's a cool. and so I'm taking heed of my ex client is don't put your camera on the floor. It'll get dirty there. You'll kick it around. Put it on the platform. You'll know where it is. Yeah. Very cool. I love DIY projects. I hack my way through so many things. <laughs> <laughs> you get carried away oh, like anything, but anyway, yeah. Yep, yeah. Uh, does the ship go faster? That's what Sue used to say. Well, she says that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Number two, Alex, is how do you spend your time when you're not working? Dogs, 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 dogs. And um, I've got two <laughs> dogs that I look after, and well, they're mine now. And uh, DIY, uh, self care. And I'm doing, I've joined Toastmasters recently, really enjoying that. And, um, Speaking What's Toastmasters? Toastmasters is, oh, it's like BNI, but you go along and you practice uh, public speaking. Oh, 
Cool. Yeah. Um, awesome. And that's really, I recommend that because it's very friendly and they give you points about body language and all the rest and uh, really useful. And it's also a good networking thing. Um, there was a woman there who's an accountant and she's gorgeous, um, but I purposely not talked to her about with any sort of offer because I want it to happen organically where I can see there's a need for it or a desire. Yeah, there's Toastmasters. There's also um, other networking groups that I'm going to be joining. So this year it's be bold, get out there, be visible. And because I've got the studio, I've got the pricing pretty much better than it ever has been and um, the clarity and I would say the confidence in the sense that I'm, I've decided, it's like getting up early in the mornings and jumping around. It's like I've decided I'm going to be confident, you know, so very cool. I'm excited for you about Thank that. You. I think you'll do great at it. Thank you. Yeah, it's all because of you guys as well. Not all, but partly, yeah. Well, you still have to do it even though you learn it. So. Yeah. <laughs> you get you get to take the credit. Yeah, I get to all take right. the credit, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, number three is what is a photography-specific related item that you would recommend to other photographers? Yes, and I would recommend this to myself is to get my own printer and a monitor which is oh. calibrated because that way I've got control over the whole process and because I've always had trouble with getting the colors right for the lab and so for me having a printer and I can actually do my own tests and see see what I can provide and it's such a nice craft craftsmanship type thing to do is to show the client I just printed this this morning and you know that they can see that I'm really set up for the whole process so hopefully, who knows? I don't know how much those printers are. but Which um, one did you get? I haven't got it yet. I want to get the, I think oh. it's a Canon printer. It's quite good, isn't it? Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. No, the sure. Epson, Epson printer, yeah. But okay. um, I don't know what is recommended, but I want to get one that I can actually, but that'll be when I'm rolling in the in the new formula. You know, so the formula this year is the $700 per image and then increasing the amounts as well. And so getting them income that justifies having a printing room and just having that ability. And then by that stage, I'm hoping to have an assistant and come, come along. I've got two makeup artists that are top of the industry. We have a great relationship. So that's really promising is that, that, that I've actually got relationships that are really working now. And, um, and so I'm thinking, yeah, yeah, maybe an assistant in the future. So then, then there'll be a printer uh, after that, a printing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, awesome. who knows? Yeah. An assistant is great. I'm not going to lie. It's a coffee kicking in here, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you again. Where can people find you online? Oh, wait. uh, No, I missed a question, Alex. I forgot to ask you. What would you tell people who are just starting out? Oh, there we go. I wrote it written down. Um, (laughs) So, okay, here we go. I wrote it down. Uh, Accept and be real where you are at and work at it a bit each day in a balanced way so set up good habits about um, self-care don't put all your energy into trying to be an overnight success but just um, Mm -hmm. take in the learnings you can you can take in apply them and not be too hard on yourself because making mistakes is an important part of the process in fact mistakes are often the winners you know Um, I mean this woman the 50 plus we were looking through the underexposed images because I tried this same day reveal. Actually, it was a, a few days later, but I didn't edit them. And there were these underexposed images and we just knew every one of them was a, was a winner. We just brought them up in the exposure. Bang, there it was. Wow. So um, your mistakes may not be your mistakes and just not be too hard on yourself and just um, keep at it in a sort of a balanced way and not tear yourself apart when you're not keeping up with the others or so you think, you know, you don't compete with others um, as much as just be, be good to yourself. Yeah. Ooh, be good to yourself. I love that. Very cool. Well, thank you again. And um, yeah, this is awesome. Did you say you're going to WPPI? Oh, I would love to. Um, it's very easy for me to sit back and say things, but no, I, to be realistic, um, I'm not able to this time, but I would love to go next time. Yeah, very cool. I hope you do. Yeah, so anyway, we'll just see what happens. I mean, I'd love to get over there to, to meet people in the U.S. anyway. Or, um, yeah, yeah. But even yeah, just, just having that ability to do that would be good, so just working towards that. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, thank you again. I will see you in the group. 
Yeah, and honor to be on your podcast. Amazing. I used to do gardening and listen to this podcast and wow, here I am. I've done it. Now here you are. Yeah, (laughs) so cool. I love it. Thanks, Nikki. Thank you so much for listening to the Portrait System Podcast. Your five-star reviews really help us to continue what we do. So if you like listening, would you mind giving us a review wherever you listen? I also encourage you to head over to SueBriceEducation.com where you can find all of the education you need to be a successful photographer. There are over 1,000 on-demand educational videos on things like posing, lighting, styling, retouching, shooting, marketing, sales, business, and self-value. There's also the 90-Day Startup Challenge plus so many downloads showing hundreds of different poses. We have to-do checklists for your business, lighting PDFs. I mean, truly everything to help make you a better photographer and to make you more money. Once again, that's SueBriceEducation.com.